It's a new day and a new Fabric Podcast. We're starting a new conversation with a new guy. These first few weeks of Ian McConnell's time in the driver's seat of Fabric can feel new in all kinds of ways. That might bring some uncertainty, curiosity, questions, excitement, concern. All of those things can help tell us something, and they signal some new growth together. Maybe we'll all find some new things out about ourselves, but for right now, let's hear from the new guy. Hey, guy, what you doing? Yeah. Hey, guy, where you going? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? It's Ian. Yay! I mean, how often am I going to have a, a theme song? That's cool. Three weeks, yeah. One, one more. Then it's all over, Ian. Also, yeah. we're going to stop wearing name tags in three weeks. Right, yeah. Yep. I'll have and it all memorized. <laughs> I'll know each and every one of you. We have a, we have a team today. So um, today is season one, episode two. That's yeah. where we're at. And, uh, and today, we're going to be probing curiosity. So most of the time that we have together today will be devoted to a question and response session, um, which I'm really excited about and, frankly, a little nervous about. I, was a li- I got to be a little more scripted last week. Today, you find out, can I improvise? <laughs> yeah, so we're going to dive a little bit into curiosity today as a, as a theme um, because in part, I think as a community, Fabric, it seems, is, uh, is a community that really values braving uncertainty and holding a posture of curiosity in a world that often demands kind of uh, being set in a position on, on so many things. And so we want to be um, asking bigger and better questions in our approach to community and to engaging conversations that matter in a, in a three-stranded way, which I love that metaphor, that three-stranded conversations, the, the, strand, the, the strand that is our, our self and the strand that is all others and the strand that is the divine other, right? As a community also that's really geared toward those who are perhaps giving up on or who have given up on, on God or the divine or church, as an institution, um, it seems like a good time to make the claim, too, that curiosity is a helpful posture toward new people and new ideas. This week, I spent some time reading and listening to uh, Monica Guzman. She's the author of a book called I Never Thought of It That Way, How to Have Fearlessly Courageous uh, curious conversations in a dangerously divided time. And she also, she also has a TED Talk called How Curiosity Will Save Us. It's been kind of fun. Melissa and I both realized we were big fans of the same I love her. person, Monica Guzman. <laughs> in, in her TED Talk, she said that curiosity isn't just a muse that flits by whenever we're inspired by a delightful question. It's a tool in our thinking that we can aim right at the things we don't understand, especially when the thing that we don't understand is hurting us. So even though the object of curiosity today might just be the new guy, (laughs) um, or maybe a little more insular to like this community, uh, I I think that it's a good posture to adopt. Um, maybe that we can even carry into 
our daily lives to the best of our ability, adopting a posture of curiosity outward toward the world. Because it's really easy to dig our heels into the concrete of certainty and dualistic black and white thinking on so many things, right? Like, you can, we can name these things. Like, what, what, are, what are some of the things that, that we're, we're challenged or, or we assume that we need to take a one or the other posture on? What are Abortion. some of them? What's that? Abortion. Abortion. Yeah. Start, Start light. Yeah. Go big. <laughs> Yeah. Go big or go home here. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Israel. Israel. Republican yep. or Democrat? Republican or Democrat? Politics? Environment. 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 Big time. Coke or Pepsi? Coke or Pepsi. <laughs> what's, what's the right answer? Coke. Yeah. Thank you, Suzanne. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many. We could, we could list a uh, hundred more, I'm sure. I mean, politics and religion and uh, shifting demographics in our neighborhoods and, um, gosh, parenting styles, approaches to money, uh, approaches to sex or humor or really anything. I know that, I know that sometimes I have the tendency to sort of uh, want to be right, you know? Like, I want to I be correct in my thinking and my behavior and hopefully even align how I believe with, with, my, with my behaviors. So I sometimes have the tendency to lock into them in order to control how I'm experiencing the world, but curiosity starts with turning assumptions into questions. Certainty is the arch-villain of curiosity. There's a certain playfulness and openness to adopting curiosity as a default posture toward the world. Maybe even in a three-stranded way. Curiosity toward ourselves, curiosity toward all others, and curiosity toward the divine. This posture of curiosity creates a reality for us where not only do we hold our hands instead of being so white-knuckled about everything, curiosity might help us to kind of loosen our grip a little bit. Right? I think it allows us to have broken hearts. It allows us to feel deeply about the right stuff. Rather than getting all riled up about all the things all the time, right? I think curiosity toward the world might help us understand a little bit better. We might even find ourselves more clear about what actually is really breaking our hearts, or what actually is causing deep joy in our lives, or maybe curiosity will help us to be clear on what is unjust and worthy of real protest or collective action together, and so, um, and so we're going to, I'm going to kind of leave, I'm going to, I could say a lot more, and I'm not going to, because we're going to get into, um, into some questions now, but yeah. I wanted to just kind of prime our time with curiosity there. Thank you. Yeah. I'm gonna, this is a good time for Justin to come up. Um, and I'm Melissa Locke. Um, this is Ian McConnell. Did we introduce ourselves? I don't we know. We didn't. Hi. Anyway, that's who we are. <laughs> Justin, thank you. Um, Justin's got his computer ready. and It should be pretty slick. Take you right to a spot to send in questions. So um, hopefully we have some coming in. 
Do we have some? Um, I've got one. Okay. I do also. Great. Uh, can, I go, can I go first? <laughs> sure. Go, go ahead. You go first, Melissa. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, you, yeah, we'll give more time for Justin to start sorting, too. Um, I wondered about, you know, we, like the end of that song, we're all in here chanting, I don't know, I don't know, you don't know, we don't yeah. know anything, you know, right, and like, right. so is it just all crazy? And um, sometimes, like, what do you use? Is there, like, a technique or words or reminders right now, lately, mm. that help you sort of come back to, even though it's not certainty, to, like, what's that conviction or that, that thing? Like, how do you, like... What helps you lately come back yeah. to? Do you have any reminders or practices? Or you know, there's yeah. We ha in our house, Rachel and I have a sort of a motto that we go back to all the time. We love it so much that it's framed and it's right outside. It's on the the wall facing our bathroom door. So every time we exit the the bathroom, we it's right there in front of us. And it says, "Let's not try to figure it all out all at once." <laughs> oh God, that's good. I know, that's right? Good. Um, I feel like I, as, a, as the, the person that I have been raised to be, but also the, the culture that I was brought up in and in this kind of broader society as a white-bodied, male, cisgendered, you know, all the, the markers uh, that I bring into the room with me, right? Um, I have a tendency to go to fix-it mode yeah. pretty quickly. Um, anybody Anyone else like that? Anyone relate to that? Yeah. Anyone want to just fix it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so that, that mantra, let's not try to figure it all out all at once, is a helpful reminder that um, maybe, maybe rather than saying we're going to fix it, uh, maybe maybe the best response I can give to any given situation would be to go, hmm, I wonder about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one got? of them. Over here. Should we what about you? I mean, do, do you have one? Uh, I think he was asking you, Melissa. Me? Yeah, do you have Me? a mantra? Either one of you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I live by them lately. <laughs> um, one, of, one of them for me is easy, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I, I like, it's going to be okay. It's going to oh, be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. This is an entertaining job over here. Uh, lots of good questions. I knew you'd like that job. <clears throat> uh, How about last week, Ian, you yeah. put a little spectrum out, right, from here to the candles. Yeah. Um, and I think you defined it as uh, God who was over here and I had coffee with God uh, this morning, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, is a, admittedly maybe perhaps one-dimensional, but, like, you know, yeah. wh where would you say you fall on this spectrum of, like, comfortability, well, comfortability with God and yeah. the definition of God and who God is versus, like, eh, less so? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, I think I could answer that question in a variety of ways. So if, like, God who's over here and... I had coffee with God this morning is way over here. Um, I, I'm kind of more over this direction, but I also know for myself, when I say God, I know what I mean. You might not, right? Um, and so that, that's where I find myself in, in that 
on that spectrum, I suppose. If, it, if it's a two-dimensional, one-directional, one linear spectrum, which we know it's not. Most things in life are. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, that's sort of where I would place myself. But also, um, if I'm honest, you know, that's me in a vacuum. That's me out of the context of my actual life, right? Or what I'm reading in the news. Um, I, I, one, of, one of my vices is scrolling on like Instagram, you know, it's, if I got five minutes of free time, I'm just, I might just spend it looking at stuff. And every so often, like these accounts that I follow about what's happening in the Middle East right now, I, I might be like coffee with God in a moment and then see this death of children in Gaza. And all of a sudden I'm like, where is the, this God that I thought I knew? Where's God in that? Um, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm over on this side of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm flitting all over all the time is, is the honest answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah. Great. Uh, okay. How about where'd you meet your wife? Where'd I meet my wife? Yeah. Oh, this is a good story. I think she's watching on that. Rachel's in California on a little reunion with some of her college friends. So hi to all the... They went to Concordia. Our group of friends we called the Cobbers and the Colonels. It's the Cobbers and all the people they married. So, hi, Cobbers and Colonels. Um, we met, I met Rachel. Her dad was our pastor. He was called to our, the church we both ended up growing up in. She was born in Fargo and uh, came to St. Louis Park to Westwood when her dad was called to be our pastor. So, I met Rachel when she was one and I was like three. Oh my gosh. We haven't been dating that long. <laughs> So that's the, that's the actual, like, when we met answer. And then her brother Isaac and I have been best friends kind of all through our, through our childhood and growing up, really teenage years and on. Um, but then uh, I was in New Orleans for a uh, youth ministry network meeting, and Rachel was there working for her uncle, who's the owner of Old Lutheran T-Shirt Company. And we kind of reconnected there as adults, kind of with new eyes, and we were like, oh, Hi. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a lot longer story there sometime, and let's have uh, beer, wine, and I'll have Rachel tell that story. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Thank, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Okay, how about, um, yeah, this, so there's a, a few of these, and actually I came in with a version of this too, so let's try this out. Okay. Uh, fast forward five years into this role, and... What are the things that in that moment you look back on and you think, yeah, that was amazing. We like really did amazing things. Like, what do you hope those things are? Hmm. Wow. I'd like to phone a bunch of friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fabric has been on a really cool trajectory since the beginning of providing space for uncertainty, for growth, for playfulness, for all the stuff you might not find in a sort of classical church setting um, all the time. You know, like these are things we prioritize. And so five years down the road, I hope that I'll look back and say, we really retained that through a big transition, right? Um, I... I I think in five years, I, I know that I will have been, I will feel immensely grateful, I will still feel grateful 
for the thing that, uh, that you all started, that, that Greg and Heidi and Melissa and, and all the staff have tended to so beautifully and you all have tended to so beautifully as a community, um, that matters. And so I, I think we will have continued on that path of growing together, of asking difficult questions, of wrestling and maybe not finding answers, but just getting deeper, better questions. Um, practically, I think we will have, um, that's a good question. I really feel like to answer this question responsibly, I, I will need to just keep listening to you all and hearing where do you want to go? Like this isn't my thing to tend, this is our thing. This is our garden to tend together. I did hear you a little hint. You can come back hint. with an essay next week. What's that? You can come back with an essay next week. Next week, yeah, yeah, yeah. F five paragraph essay. Can yeah. I, I did hear a hint. I think it was your first day in the office. Yeah. And Ian looks at me, he's like, how many people can we hold in that room? Yeah. And I said, more. And he yeah. said, okay. Deal. And yeah. then we started talking about scaling and like, yeah. how do you scale something like this? I mean, that's a big question. Some of yeah. you in here have scaled some things. Um, like, yeah. People need this, and how does that work? You know, how do you keep it personal and right. alive and not institutional and growing? Um, yeah, and well, actually, that, that prompts a thought for me. Like, I, I recognize, like, throughout my whole career so far, as a, mostly doing, like, youth ministry with, with kind of all ages, birth to young adult, but really when I look at, like, confirmation, classical confirmation programs, like middle school, where you then get confirmed and you put the stole on and you take the picture, and that's sort of like the last time you're ever all together, right? Or like high school youth groups, where then you have a great experience maybe, and you, uh, you really know each other deeply, and you're doing a lot of what we're doing here, and then you graduate high school, and you're a young adult, and it's like, what do you return to? Um, and most people just say, well, I'm just kind of not really interested in... Or you never had any of or that. Or you never had any of that. And like, I like, was lucky to have that. What the heck are you talking about? Like, yeah. that, that was not what my experience was. It was terrible or right. it was nothing. Or it was, you know, we've got all that. Yeah, the whole, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a whole variety there. And, um, and I think for, for me, the, my just gut check on you all is that this is a place that can be a really safe and meaningful landing zone, right? And like most of my friends, some of whom are gonna listen to the podcast later or watch this live stream later, um, this is the kind of community that they want, like that they would need in their life. And so, um, and so to one of the responses to that question, answers to that question would be, um, is that we'll do a good job together of telling the story of who we are. Um, so that others can hear it and say, oh, well, I, I need that. I want that from, for me, too. So I have a question in that vein here. Uh, mm -hmm. Why do you think millennials are checking out of church and yet more people say they are, quote, spiritual? And uh, how, is, you know, how can Fabric address this or you know, how, how does Fabric play in that yeah. space? Oh, that's such a good question. That could be a series unto itself. Um, 
I always I'm, forget which generation are the millennials again. What's like, the... like I'm an old millennial. Okay. You're an elder millennial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like the sore back millennial. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The forty year old that like tries to still play sports but can't really. Yeah. <laughs> there we You're go. You're the All youngest. Right. We have the youngest This is the spectrum right here. here yeah. Go. Okay. Great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I'm closer to the elder millennial. Yeah, I, good. Eliza Schlesinger is like, she has a comedy special called Elder Millennial, and she's like, gather around the Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I just love her so much. Um, <laughs> I, I would guess that most, no, I won't guess. The, the people I know in my generation who have checked out of church have done so for a variety of reasons. One is that uh, churches that are, are so often prioritizing preference over purpose has a lot to do with, uh, like, you know, I walk into a place and like, what, if I don't love this certain genre of music, then I, there's nothing for me. Or if I don't have this very particular belief about God or about Jesus or about the role of the Holy Spirit in my life, you know, like, then I can't, then how can I belong, right? But we're really, what we're seeking is belonging and a place to ask questions and a place to um, be curious and have that held tenderly. Um, and so, and so that spiritual but not religious sense, I, I get that. I mean, to harken back to a recent series, it's hard not to be spiritual. It's, it's hard not to be curious. Um, yeah, and so what, what role do we play in that? I think we continue to have conversations that matter, that meet people where they're at in, in whatever your belief is or not belief, um, whatever your uh, past has been, past experience with churches or assumptions that you might have about what that means. Um, that We can hold that together and, and still be connected and still be in relationship and and hold each other tenderly because that's who I think we have been created to be squishy and tender <laughs> great uh, how about kind of in the same vein um, but maybe more specifically for your experience Ian what do you hope to do in slash with the fabric community that wasn't possible in previous ones in previous... In previous communities that you've been either a part oh. of or leading or... Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Have a theme song? Yeah, have a, have a, have a theme song. I bet song. you've never had a theme yeah. song before. I have never felt so tied to Zoe Deschanel in my life. <laughs> uh, there is another question here. Have you ever seen New Girl? Uh, yes, I love, and I love that show. Yeah, so good. Um, if I could, like, yeah, Nick Miller is just like a... Real role model for me. <laughs> and now I've forgotten the question. Here's how okay, we, okay. we can right. age the room right now. Who knows who Nick Miller is? Oh, yeah. Okay. No. Oh, thank See? goodness. Yeah, you, you know. Okay. All right, I'm, cool. I'm going to be so much cooler now that Ian's here. <laughs> he's a character in New Girl. He's a character I in New Girl. I figured that out. Yeah. Okay, he's yeah. like the slacker character in New Girl. Oh. Yeah, yeah. If I could, like, squish yeah. Nick Miller and Schmidt together, well, we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So the, que- the question I initially asked, and then I think I distracted you. I'm sorry about that. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, what do you hope to do in slash with the fabric community that hasn't been possible for you in previous communities either you've been a part of or that you've been leading? Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, 
this is, seems like just such the easy answer to this question, but it really is, it comes from a place of real honesty. Um, I, I want to be able to do the kind of creative, creative expression that you've, that you've already been doing. I mean, I think that, I think that what fabric represents to me is a break from tr not traditional church, but traditionalism, which is like the idea that like we do things this way because it's the way we've done them. Um, regardless of if it's actually meeting everybody's need together. And so, um, so to continue to, to play with structure and form as we get into these conversations that we're having. Um, and also to, to, to break from this idea that like, like God talk or spirituality or meaning beyond what we have the capacity in our brains to understand has to be this like reverent, serious, all the time thing. Like scary, but actually to say like, we can like let our shoulders shake and we can drop the tongue, our tongue from the roof of our mouth and smile as we do, <laughs> as we do any of this, right? We're not, we're not playing house. We're not doing like church cosplay. <laughs> um, but we're actually just being together um, as, uh, as a community to do this. That's, it seems like such an easy answer, you know, that's a, that's a soft, softball hearing. slow pitch, but yeah. I don't know, I just wanna, I loved when I heard you say we're not playing house, because I have a really strong memory of when Jacob's Well started, and, mm -hmm. um, and we were all taking it very seriously, you know, oh, like yeah. getting it set up and being all, you know, ready for all these people, and that's all important. Yeah. Um, but someone um, uh, named Dawn, who was an intern with us at the time, had kind of been off to the side, and I was talking to somebody, and um, I was like, are you okay? Like, is everything okay? And she said, we're not playing church. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a real thing. Like, it mattered to that person I was just talking to, and it, and, you know, yes, let's make good coffee, yes. Yeah. But it's because of that, you know, and I just, yeah. that's it to me. Yeah. yeah. To always filter through, like, keeping the main thing the main thing. There's a lot of stuff that's like the side, like on the sides, like the Greek word for it is adiaphora. It's the stuff that's on the, on the edges that sometimes when we, when we make that edge stuff, the middle stuff, we lose the point. And all of a sudden we're, we're doing all this work yeah. just because that's what we do. And it becomes habitual and kind of meaningless, right? Yeah. Let's, let's not do that. Let's, let's not, not do, do that. that. Everyone Agreed? deal? Let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask a hard one and then an easy one. Okay. Hard one. Uh, in the midst of all the sadness and chaos in the world, whether it's uh, you know trans people being killed, uh, yeah. political inaction, Israel, you know all the heavy stuff that we talked through here, how do we keep from falling into a pit of despair and freezing and shutting down, mm -hmm. uh, while still acknowledging that that exists, uh, but also we're living our lives and many of those things are outside of our control. Uh, how do we sort of exist in this space of care and intentionality, uh, um, but also, you know, living our own lives without being dismissive? That is a great, great question. Yeah, wow. And, and if I had an answer for that. An essay, you'll bring an essay next week. Yeah, exactly, that'll be another five paragrapher. Um, this, this is actually where that, that, for me, where that three-stranded 
Like, does anybody have one of those? I, I forgot. I was going to bring it. That's okay. Text someone. Imagine <laughs> three strands, <laughs> like three cords together, uh, braiding together. I think it's it's easy to fit in, fall into despair when all three aren't being woven together. For me, I'm just going to speak for for myself here. That like, if I'm just a single strand trying to make it in the world, I'm going to break. If I am just bound to the God strand, if I'm just twisted up in that, I'm separate from and don't even care about the other, whoever we define the other as, right? You, all others. Um, if I'm just bound up with, the, uh, with other people and all of, crea- you know, all of creation, but like leaving that, that third strand out of it, um, I'm, I'm going to run myself ragged to not have something wholly other and outside of myself and what I can see and experience and touch and feel. There's no one wonder left for me. For me. Um, and so making sure that we're in, in these difficult times, um, in these tragic moments where um, we have no snow in February and I have existential dread about what that means for our environment and where trans kids in is it Oklahoma are getting uh, killed. It's really easy to just fall into the pit of despair there, but then to remember that there is something creative and beautiful and new always happening, and we can't do any of this without each other, and if I'm struggling, there are resources. My, my friends, my family, my group, my fabric group, my, my therapist, my doctors, the helplines, the, there's so many resources to get reconnected both to others and, and practices that we, can, that we can do to wind ourselves, to weave that third strand back into um, our daily lives. That, that, that for me is where I'm coming from in this, yeah. What do you think, Melissa? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I guess another th- just yes. and single strand by itself, I can sometimes also just try to charge ahead, like, I don't need those, I don't need those ideas, they just mess me up, right? Or I don't need that bigness that is too overwhelming to think about, and I don't, and it doesn't make sense, and it Mm -hmm. doesn't, like, what the heck, I don't believe that, really. Mm -hmm. Who would, you know, and just put my head down, and, and that it just only lasts, it only goes so far, you know? And lucky for you if you haven't learned that a hundred times yet, you know, in a day. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. Um, I think we all do eventually. So even if we don't know how, actually, like, because we can't name that third strand, yeah, it's worth talking about. Yep. I think, and yeah. worth you know chasing for. So. Totally. Okay, I lied two more, uh, but this one's quick, and I'm just a messenger. Okay. <laughs> Where did you get this amazing colorful sweater? I 
think Goodwill. Oh. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, well done. You can check the tag. Yeah, here's the yeah. Goodwill. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, yeah. actual, actual last question. Uh, can you leave us with, like, uh, a challenge that you have for the community? Like, what do you, you want to challenge the community of Fabric to, like, think about or accomplish or do over your tenure at Fabric? Yeah. <clears throat> what do I want to challenge you to do? I'll give you an answer that's more short term because we'll just keep challenging each other. By next week, it'll be different. Um, but really, lean into what we've been talking about today, to curiosity as a as a posture, not just a tool like Monica Guzman says, but as a posture toward, toward everything, toward each other, toward the conversations that we're gonna have. Um, lean into that. I think that we will, um, we will stick together more. We'll weave into each other's lives, I think, with curiosity as a posture rather than certainty or like, oh, we really ought to be doing X, Y, and Z instead of what we're doing, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's, I, I heard it said once that if you want to go fast, go it alone. If you want to go far, go together. Um, let's just keep linking arms on this stuff. And even when it's uncomfortable, um, even when it feels scary, um, even when we don't agree. Even when we don't, don't see agree. see the same. We don't talk the same. Yeah. Yeah. Link arms. Can we do that at least for this week? Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo right. How do we end this? Does Chris just come up? Is that? <laughs> I think we give you a big round of applause oh, for coming well, and for you. being willing to do this. And Justin, thank you, Justin. Thank you so much for yeah. fielding all those. And all of you for the questions. And I am telling Ian that he will welcome other questions in the future. Yes, Keep totally. them coming. Can't promise timelines of responses. But the questions inform us, right? Yeah. Like, so keep yeah. it coming. This, this informs how we're going to plan other series and what we're going to talk about going forward. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for listening. May this simply be the start of the conversation. Reach out if you want help connecting with a group virtually or in the Twin Cities and tag at Fabric MPLS with your own thoughts on social media. You can also stay up to date and find other resources on our website, fabricmpls.com.